Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right here on CPAC Week. Today, Thursday, August 4th, was the opening day of the conference, and it was certainly a high-energy affair. Uh, some of the featured speakers was, were Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, Sean Hannity, Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, and the always brilliant and always logical Dr. Ben Carson. They were some of the featured speakers for today on this first day of the conference, and it only gets more fun and more intense starting tomorrow. Uh, there's going to, I believe, uh, amongst the featured speakers will be Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. And to end the evening will be the Cattleman's Ball, where Steve Bannon will be the featured speaker. Uh, and certainly we're expecting other speakers uh, tomorrow. I believe there's going to be Nigel Farage, uh, Mr. Ble uh, Mr. Brexit himself coming to speak to the conference. Uh, also, and of course, the big one is Saturday night when President Trump will be the featured speaker, which that place is going to be all kinds of off-the-chart nuts. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to every bit of it. Uh, certainly had a chance to uh, meet a lot of the other, uh, you know, down media row. Uh, saw some t very talented talk radio guys. Uh, Jason Rance uh, from Seattle and KTTH, which was one of my favorite radio stations when I lived in the Puget Sound area. That was a lot of fun. Um, I wanted, I really tried to get Sean Hannity's speech and Dr. Ben Carson's speech, but due to technical difficulties, the whole thing just got lost and I w didn't want to put out an inferior product uh, for all of you and I'm sorry about that but I will be working hard to do better tomorrow I'm still doing uh, live streams on our locals page and trying my best to put out the links to all of our other social media platforms but this has been a little different this CPAC. I was fortunate enough to go to CPAC in Florida back in February, which was, you know, it was easy for me to get there because, well, I only lived like three hours away driving. So it's not like I had to fly up and get on a plane or anything. Uh, but this year, I mean, yeah, sure. You know, I had to take a, I had to take a plane, but it has certainly proven to be uh, well, maybe not so much your typical CPAC. I mean, yeah, you do see a lot of the same people. I mean, Steve Bannon there, Mike Lindell, Mr. My Pillow's there, dealing uh, with voter integrity issues. And boy, I do. Speaking of voter integrity issues, I'm like, dear Arizona, I used to live there. I used to live in Maricopa County. What 
the hell is the holdup? Count the votes you got. Carrie Lake is pretty much the winner. Just deal with it. And the McCain Mafia, those who are channeling the spirit of the very dead and very annoying John McCain. I'm sorry, I know you're not supposed to peek ill of the dead, but every fight that McCain had with real conservatives, he started. So he was the one who drew first blood. And, oh, but he died. I said, so? I mean, everybody does that. But his legacy is not something I would write home from camp about. But, beside the point, Kerry Lake has declared victory, and the do-nothing doocy rhinos and the McCain Mafia, as about as rhino as you get, they're going to be trying really, really hard to really screw up Kerry Lake's chances. Now, you've got other problems, like in Pinal County, with a lot of these ballots, I mean tens of thousands of these ballots, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, they're going to deal with this. But Carrie Lake pretty much is the winner, and she won the primary. So, for those who can't deal with that in Arizona, well, embrace the sock. As uh, Steve Bannon will say occasionally, just embrace the sock, because you tried your best to mess up MAGA, and you failed. President Trump had a fantastic night on Tuesday. A lot of his endorsed candidates won their primaries uh, in almost every state. But the head-scratcher for me is the state of Kansas. It's totally the head-scratcher of the night because you would think a state like Kansas, the heart of America, would actually have you know, a pretty decent track record of being conservative. A, very, a pretty red state. But apparently, I don't know what kind of money or what kind of whacked out mind control they were using to get people to uh, go for this nonsense. Because really, this is no different than what happened in 1973 when Roe v. Wade originally was decided except it's now on the state level because there is absolutely no no constitutional right to an abortion that they, they, they did this in 1973 and now they did it again essentially the kansas supreme court i mean i do not know what's going on with these folks but you know now all of a sudden you've got the dead baby crowd the pro-dead baby crowd, just happy as could be, because now Kansas will be the abortion capital of the Midwest. And the lies that they told, the manipulation they pulled off, I mean, hey, it's the, it's the people of Kansas who decided, I don't live in Kansas, but boy, did they screw this up. But that's beside the point. But CPAC this year i think has this particular cpac has a diff little bit of a different feel to it and i kind of noticed that uh when i arrived 
you know it's it's something you just can't really put a tangible word to it it's just something you know that's there it's something that works on an intuitive level but i had i've met some really interesting people this time there's a group of folks from texas uh from the town beaumont texas they are called the trump tribe of texas now it's five folks all wearing the same color t-shirt it's yellow and each t-shirt has a letter a t an r a u an m and a p and they're kind of <laughs> they're kind of a uh, interesting group of cele kind of celebrities in a way because people are taking their picture they're they're posting them on social media um they're getting attention from uh national from national media outlets conservative outlets so yeah it, it's rather interesting um about that so but they are fun I, I had a chance to talk with them on wednesday night the night before the conference started they were just a hoot just fun people just america loving god fearing gun carrying patriots <laughs> and i figure well they were all packing they all had their concealed carry permits i felt actually felt like i was the safest person <laughs> in the whole hotel surrounded by all these people who are gun owners they know how to shoot and they love their country so i'm like okay this is kind of funky but it they were fun they were absolute fun now today the opening day of the conference i had the most interesting thing happen to me i had a reporter from the new york times who asked to interview me now the fact that you've got a new york times reporter in a room full of conservatives people would be like you know holding up the sign of the cross like no no i said no let you know let them do what they do and if they mess me up if they try to make me look bad like i'm some type of a goofball then i say you know okay because to me bad publicity is not a bad thing and so i'm grateful for that so i'm going to try to see if i can find the story uh in the times uh online so that should be really interesting uh i was interviewed about victor uh about the hungarian prime minister orban and now having been in eastern europe but this was a lot of years ago this was when the soviet union still was very much active and I understand in a way uh, some of the people who especially the American media you know I, I'm not going to you know just be ugly to them just because they happen to work for the New York Times if they give me a reason to okay fine they do but one of the questions that uh, this particular reporter asked me was about the concept of freedom why is or why are people like Viktor Orban actually resonating 
with American conservatives? And I thought that wasn't a very difficult question because freedom is not just American. It's a human thing. And it knows no boundaries. People in the old Soviet Union wanted to be free. People in Hungary wanted to be free from the Soviets when they, in the mid-1950s, when they essentially invaded Hungary. Uh, Romania, other Eastern European companies who, countries, not companies, countries who experienced tyrants like the Romanians who absolutely were being crushed under Nicolae Ceausescu. And it was to the point where they were done with him and they just killed him. And I believe it was on, on Christmas Day. So I guess that was a present for the uh, Romanian people. But, of course, Russia still does it today. They try to suppress opposition media. But I'm, but I'm thinking, no, no, I don't, I, I don't, I couldn't really say because I didn't see the interview or the event that happened that would have triggered such an allegation. But when you win a landslide election four different times, now granted, you know, if this was decades ago and then the Soviet Union, yeah, okay, that wouldn't have been hard. But I think there is a message that is starting to resonate with some Europeans. Not all, but some. Countries like Hungary, also uh, England, who, who's been pulling out of uh, Brexit, things of that nature. So I try to tell them, hey, freedom is a human thing. It is, it doesn't matter. Where you are, it doesn't matter what color your skin is, man or woman, doesn't matter. Having the and especially a, a country like Hungary, who has experienced oppression from the Soviets, they say, "Hey, we want freedom. We don't need the government to crush us or to silence us." And that is just one of a growing number of, of countries that are embracing American-style freedoms. Now, of course, many of these countries don't have a constitution like ours, and that's okay. But somehow, some way, the European Union is getting rocked. I mean, they're a mess. They are a train wreck. The Germans are a mess. The Italians are an even bigger mess. The British aren't that far behind, and they're trying to get a new prime minister. Holy cow on that one. So, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was interesting so I mean I'm gonna keep an eye out for it and and probably once I find it I'll read it to you because I, I want to see what this guy said now is he someone who's going to be fair I don't know am I expecting him to be fair well considering who his employer is so I, I, I don't worry about it so all I know is I'm having a great time meeting some interesting people, trying to set up interviews uh, that I hope will be taking place either tomorrow or Saturday at the very latest because there's a lot going on and there's really a lot to talk about within the conservative movement 
it's not just a red tsunami or red wave that's coming it's almost i would call it a renaissance because i spoke with some amazing young people they're under the age of 30 and yet these are people who either hold positions or are running for positions like city councils mayors uh, state representatives whatever and it goes really hand in hand with what i've been talking about recently that all politics is local and i'm hoping to get an interview with some of these folks uh, some of these young people tomorrow uh, i don't know if i'll get it audio or audio video but i'm looking forward to this because this gives me hope for our country it does it really gives me hope for the country because now you have a young group of emerging conservatives who aren't your typical gen z or millennials or whatever they understand constitutional principles they understand freedom they and in a way i kind of think of the scripture when the apostle paul talks to to timothy and he tells and he tells his young protege do not let them despise you because of your age and i thought yep right on the money don't let them dictate to you don't let them despise you don't let the media try to define who you are you keep going yourself even if you have to knock door after door after door and just say hey the this is really who i am and the future of conservatism i think looks bright so long as the good old boy networks in the gop get out of their way and let them do what they do because if we don't we're going to do ourselves a tremendous disservice and not let these young people express who they are what they believe and to articulate conservative principles in a way that makes logical sense now of course i'm one who believes that logic has gone the way of the dinosaur and common sense is on life support but i could be wrong and i really hope i am because I would like to see what these young candidates do with their opportunities. Win, lose, or whatever. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. So with all these wonderful and interesting people that I've met over the last 24 to 36 hours, I have a feeling tomorrow and Saturday are just going to be off the chain. Oh, mama. It's going to be totally off the chain, and I'm looking forward to every single bit of it and building relationships and, you know, doing things like that. And when I get back uh, from Dallas, I will be, make, I will be having some news uh, for you that I think is going to be really interesting and shows how much in black and white is expanding. It might be slow, but it's steady. We're getting more and more people are learning about the show. They're listening to the show. 
uh, subscribing on our website in blackandright.net uh, also going and following us on podcast platforms because we're on all of them pick your favorite one and just look us up and look for the flaming microphone uh, yeah so that's how that's working but I'll deal with that as soon as I'm back in Florida but for now folks and I'm sorry that I wasn't able to get you the audio for Sean Hannity and Dr. Ben Carson but we will do better we will definitely do better and also you know if you're checking if you're keeping up with us on locals doing live streams uh, that's a lot of fun and I post those uh, links on all of our other social media pages including uh, Truth Social, Getter, Rumble, uh, got True Patriot Network, all pretty much all of them and Instagram so yeah it's gonna be fun and we're and I'm looking forward to bringing more interesting reports more interviews whatever it takes so I'm happy about that but for now my friends I'm gonna call it a night got a lot of work to do tomorrow it's gonna be fun so with that in mind check us out at inblackandright.net our website or email us at inblackandright at gmail.com or any of our other social media platforms follow us we'd love to have more people on especially on true social since that's our newest platform that we're on we certainly would love that and for now as i always say Patriots come in all colors. Good night, everybody.